you know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, we're doing something a little different here on Thompson to Clark. The first face that you see right there is not Brad Evans. That is... Brian Gonzalez, who on this show is all, is just known as Hot Take Bry. Uh, Brian went to the Fan Fest over the weekend, and uh, so we're pre-recording with Brian because he's got some stuff to do today, uh, and then Brad will join uh, right after. But uh, okay, so the Fan Fest is a very I can't wait for baseball fan type of event. What what made you want to go to the Fan Fest? I live like five minutes away from it. I was like, if it's free entry to Oracle Park and I just get to, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. But when I got there, it was like, I could go on the field if I wanted to. I can go in the locker room if I wanted to. I can go in the dugout if I wanted to. I had the full park to just yeah. walk around and like just hang out. And I had nothing else to do for my Saturday. And I was like, that's great. That's exactly what I went into the media room. Like, <laughs> Oh, you did. I've never yeah. seen that before. It's not as cool as you'd think. <laughs> um, that that's kind of reminds me like when you guys were kids and we would go to the park early, you could just run around the whole park. Cause there was nobody yeah. there. Yeah. And that's it. We just had full access to go wherever we wanted. Uh, okay. So fan fest, I, I think the whole key to the fan fest is if you have a good time, then you probably go again, or maybe not every year, but you have you're open to going. Was it fun enough? Was it entertaining enough for you to go like, oh yeah, next year if I don't have anything to do, I'll go again. Yeah, I'm I'm not like putting it on my calendar though, you know. Like <laughs> it's definitely like uh if I see the ad pop up and I have nothing to do, like I'd probably go for it. The one thing though is that it was raining and my initial one of the reasons I wanted to go were to see if I would be able to like see some of like the beat writers for the giants and try to like make a connection, um, for like my podcast. Uh -huh. And that didn't happen because, uh, it was raining and I just didn't feel like, you know, wanted to like go out in the rain too much, I guess. Cause a lot of people were on the field still during when it was raining. Yeah, I was like, yeah. how are you guys doing this? Um, but I mean, I would, I would, that was cool. I, I could get why people are like, oh, that's kind of lame. And like the whole fan fest, like I could totally see that from that perspective. But it's like, damn, I live five minutes away. I can go into Oracle Park for free. Like, I just I don't see why I wouldn't. So, OK, so some of the fans who are a little frustrated with what happened in the offseason, they were sort of a hope. I was, I was just watching on Twitter, so this may not be exactly what was going on, but I sort of was seeing Folks like wanting no one to show up, like to show <laughs> the Giants, like we're mad at you guys. Like you guys did not have a great off season here and we're, we're not going to show up. But then you said it was also raining. So I wonder, did you feel like it was, had it, had a, was it packed? Was it not packed? Was it I think as many people as you expected less? 
honestly, like, I mean, I didn't know what to expect whatsoever. And it definitely was a little more packed when we got there. I think it started at 10. We got there at about noon. So it was already like halfway through a little more packed. And then as it started to die down, it was like kind of a little more ghost towny. And there were still like more interviews to go. Like the Rogers twins hadn't gone up on stage yet to do their interview. And people were already like pretty much gone. Um, I get, yeah, again, I get why people don't want to go and, and show it to them, uh, show, show, show them what your, your frustration by not attending the free event. I get it. But for me, um, I gave them the pass on the Korea in my head. I already <laughs> gave, I already gave them the, the pass. It, what, what was cool though, is that, um, on the third deck, like I'm not going to, there's people standing in line to get autographs and get pictures. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know what they were standing in line for. And then like, as I get closer to the front of the line, like me and my girlfriend were just exploring and I was like, okay, I, I see why they're in line. But like some of the players, like, is there, we have a guy named Scott Alexander. Yes. He's a relief pitcher. Didn't know that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's people waiting an hour in line to see him. Well, this is, the, this is the problem with Farhan's giants, right? He trades for a lot of these guys who, or maybe a little under the radar. And then sometimes they don't even stick around for a week and then they're gone again. But sometimes he stashes them and and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I remember when we signed this guy a year ago. He's finally yeah. playing. So that's, that's I get it. The deal. It's just it's not like out of all the three sports, like baseball is definitely the least like individual star power. At in least terms yeah, of, like, in this area for sure. Your rec well, even uh, yeah, even like your your just your recognition worldwide. There's not as many baseball household names in this generation, so so although like it's frustrating when we don't get stars, it's like what Houston just won. Like I'd be surprised if your common person can name more than one Houston Astro. You Houston. think like Altuve and like that? Altuve it. is it? It's it. Yeah, Verlander maybe is he even still on the team? Yeah, yeah no, so. he's not on the team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So like yeah, and even on the Brave side, like I I doubt. 80% of Americans know who Acuna is, you know? Yeah. So was there a particular fan favorite? Like in the past, like when I've gone, everyone wants to see Buster. Everyone yeah. wants to see Crawford. Belt is kind of snuggly. He's kind of in there. But Bochi as well. Like everyone wanted to see Bochi. Was there, is there anybody who the fans were particularly excited to see? Again, definitely a weird more vibe because it was raining. So like usually they had the stage set up at like home plate basically. And you can sit in the stands to watch these guys, but there one is well, to watch the interview, but there wasn't as many people in the stands because we were higher up being protected by the rain, you mm -hmm. know, like to, for, so there wasn't as much uh, like so we got there late. So uh, I think we missed Crawford. Okay. Um. And that I'm assuming that would have been the number one person people wanted to Probably, see. The cool thing yeah. was, is that, you know, you've taken me to a game once where you've just showed me like, there's like this whole hidden bottom level of like yeah. all this food court. Yeah. And so I was like, I wanted to show my girlfriend that area because I tried to get us those tickets once and I messed up and got us one road too high <laughs> <laughs> to not get access to that. So I was like, I wanted to show her that area and it, the clubhouse is down there too. Uh -huh. And what I didn't realize is that like, we picked like a time to go. We were about to, we were just going to go there at the food court and then leave all in one swoop. And we were down there and then all the players start coming out. Like yep. Luis Gonzalez yeah. just walks in front of me. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> he, he has like, like blonde hair or something. Right. Yeah. I took a picture. And I sent it to you. Yeah. Like all the players started walking out and I was like, well, I'm just going to, I guess just start taking pictures. It's kind of weird, but I'm, I'm just right here. So I might as well take pictures. And then there, there's always that one like adult fan who's like, 
super into like getting the autograph. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like stopping the players and like you know getting the, we and we and I ran into one of those guys and he's like, dude, I've been going to this thing for like eight years straight now and this is the one spot you want to be to get the autographs. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I guess the OG you know, of the fan it. fest. Yeah, but we were walking. Um, you know, there's the bar over there in the food court too, and Pavlovich was doing this like wine talk with some other guy and they brought jock in because uh-huh. jock's like a wine guy too i guess uh, i mean like does, has it some, seems I think like he has a cool some, thing for athletes now is to be wine i guy. thought he did i thought he did something like clay did because doesn't clay have his own wine bottle i think clay does yeah i think jock does something like that so they brought in jock and like all the media was there and i was just like front row like okay I, I guess i'll video it and jock's just talking about like wine and when he was on the braves and like so uninterested he was so uninterested <laughs> but i was like this is he's, cool everyone's just kind of walking through yeah he seems kind of like that though right like uh, yeah, he, he just seems a little flighty yeah it just seems like you know he yeah he, he didn't seem like he wanted to like talk to anyone you know it seemed like a was there anybody who you recognize from the media there? Like you mentioned Pavlovich. He's, you know, he's been around long enough to where I think, you know, a lot of fans would go, oh, I know who that is. He's on yeah. CNBC he's on TV. The, yeah. or I'm sorry, NBC Sports Bay or whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, because there but I, I don't know if there was any other media folks there or were any of the broadcasters. There? Um, so uh, the, the Chronicle, Susan, Susan Slusser. Susan Slusser was there. I was trying to look for her, but I don't know what she looks like because she doesn't have a Twitter profile picture. It's yeah. just the guild thing. Yeah. So I looked her up and then I thought I maybe saw her, but it was more, uh, I didn't see like Cole Kuyper. Um, I saw, so yeah, I just saw Pavlovich. I was looking for bags in Brisbane. I don't think they were there though. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there was like a couple other, like there's some younger Giants beat writers that I follow on Twitter that I was kind of keeping an eye out for. Like there's mm-hmm. this Evan kid, like Evan Wobeck or something. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Like, this, yeah. Danny Emmerman, I think is a name. Mm-hmm. And then there's um Steven Rossetto or something. Yeah, yeah. She's I should know he, these names. He's like, yeah, he's up, on Twitter. I see him on Twitter. Yeah, I just I just hit up him to be on the podcast, so I should know his name. <laughs> well, hope he but, doesn't watch this. Yeah, I hope he doesn't watch this. Sorry, sorry, Steven. <laughs> I I yeah, damn. Uh <laughs> but you know, it was like, yeah, everyone was uh it was cool. I, I'm I, I don't I don't regret it. It's it's the thing that is usually cool about the fan fest is the giant season ends, fans are mad, the off season happens, fans are usually still mad, but then you get like that break, you get that month of of January to go like, oh, spring training's kind of around the corner, and and then you just automatically you get excited again, and so that I I think it's it's a fun event. I. I, I would imagine that it was probably one of the least attended ones just because yeah, you know, no, Buster, to 12K. N- no, no Buster, no, you know, no belt and um, raining and raining and, you know, disappointment with, with the off yeah. season, but w- was Kapler hanging out out there? Okay. So that was a cool one. I saw was, uh, you know, big line for this Scott Alexander guy who yeah. I just saw for the first time in my life. And then there was another line on the third deck. I was like, where does this one lead to? And I kind of just like followed it up to the front. I wasn't like going to stand in line and get a photo. I just want to see who it was. First team, all handsome. Dave <laughs> Kapler. <laughs> yeah, he's young. He's younger than me. I That's think. crazy. Yeah. He, I think he, he like, looks like that guy. That guy's first team, all handsome. Yeah. Um. What, so 
uh, Danielle, would she like, was she at all interested? Cause I know that that's not really her thing, but I'm sure just kind of going, getting food and hanging out was probably fine. But what did she think of the whole thing? That she thought it was cool. I think you just need to cap it. You need to cap yeah. the time we're, we're yeah. there for. Like, it's like, you know, being in the dugout, like super cool. Right. But only for like five minutes. Right. Yeah. Being yeah. in the dugout, super cool. Maybe for like two minutes. So yeah, you see the. I mean, we got food and we just got kind of hung out, sat on. It's, I think the idea of just like access and like, you know, if I was like a child, like, oh, <laughs> you to run like, on the field. So yeah. sweet, yeah. But yeah. I think even like in my you know early twenties, is it's still like, I think the idea of just being able to go in this restricted place that I've been to my whole life with no restrictions mm-hmm. was like really cool. Yeah. All right, sweet. I know you're going to go to the Warriors game, so you'll have some uh, some in-person information for the death lineup this weekend. Yeah. We're going to try and get Ben Cruz on. We'll do three-man pod trade deadline uh, version of the death lineup. So, all right, thanks for doing this. I know you're uh, you're in a rush, but you had a few minutes, so I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, on the, on the whole fan fest. All right, so uh, thanks to Bri, and we're going to bring on Brad right now. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out of market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Brad, I think that's the first show that we've ever done where you were not in the open. You, you weren't the opening yeah. segment of the show. Well, I've been on vacation before, though, right? Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah, true. But, yeah, but yeah, but not bringing me in. I have cats trying to break into my room. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been home all day. I get home. I get ready for the show, and they're like, pet me. Come in. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, there is a little bit of news to talk about, um, and I guess that'll be our first segment, which is talking uh, about the news uh, having to do with uh, spring training, and uh, I and I told you this, but uh, we had I think we had talked about my plans uh, of trying to go to the World Baseball Classic in yeah. in uh, Arizona, and so it didn't work out. Actually, uh, it turns out that the the day that I wanted to go, uh, I I'm a co- I'm helping uh, coach the twins, uh, my stepsons. 
their basketball team. And it turns out that that's the last game of the season was, was the day that I wanted to go to the WBC. So instead I looked for uh, spring training opportunities. And, uh, and so instead uh, we're going to go to see, I think it's the Cubs, the giants and the Cubs on a Saturday. And you know what I'm going to do? And the, the people probably think I'm just nutty for doing this. But I kind of want to drive to Arizona. Yeah, it's not a bad drive. I mean, I'm talking about coming from Reno. So driving through Nevada, then you go through Vegas and you pop into Arizona. Ah. It's really not bad. Lots of yucca plants. <laughs> yes. If you're into that kind of, we love the yuccas. So there is, there <laughs> is a stretch. There, there is a stretch in the drive where you just see the horizon and it's the desert and it just looks like yes. the same thing for like three straight hours. Like you, you don't yeah, know that, if you're moving or not. That's all of Nevada. That's our drive to Vegas. You're just driving and you see sweeping mountains that go up <laughs> each side and you're just driving down uh, basically a straight desert highway. It's a, it's fun though, because if you like to catch up on podcasts yeah, and comedy specials and all that good stuff, books on tape, that's the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, the, so the reason and, and, and I'll tell you the reason why I thought about driving. Well, for one, you know, we, we looked at I looked at the uh, the flights and I was like, gosh, like who in their right mind would pay 600 bucks to fly to Arizona? Like, it's yeah. just so ridiculous. <laughs> like, uh, And it's just, you know, not that not that I'm like, you know, we can't afford and like, uh, obviously, I, I, I can afford to. To, to do that not like we fly out you know every every other week or anything you know it's 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 kind of a rare thing for us but it was just like in my heart i was like no like <laughs> there's no way yeah. <laughs> i can't i just cannot do this like it's just That's not a lot of money it, it's not in my in the will uh to to yeah. pay that much money to just hop on a flight for an hour yeah and so um yeah so instead i thought you know i haven't done that drive in a while and the thing that I really like about driving uh, long distance, especially, is I'm in f- complete control of the radio. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, so it's like it depends on who you're driving with. <laughs> it's it's like <laughs> oh, I don't have to talk to anybody. I can uh, listen to whatever I want, whether it's music, whether it's podcasts, whether it's books on tape. And like that just is was attractive to me. Is you know back in the day when I used to make because uh, I don't really commute to work anymore, which is the other thing. Yeah. Um, I uh, I would listen to lots of podcasts and I would make sure that I you know caught up on on everything. But I haven't because I haven't had to commute to work uh, very much. You know, maybe five times in the last two years. And so there's this thing where you kind of throw something on and you're driving and you're doing a lot of thinking and you're kind of like, uh, you know, you got a project that you've been thinking about and you'd like just the blueprint is laid out by the time your, your drive is done. Um, and so that's kind of what I want to do. It's like, Oh, I want to, you know, I want to make sure that I, that I do some thinking on, on these drives and I think <laughs> it'll be fun. But you know, then by the time I, I drive back, I'm just going to be like, Oh my God, why did I decide to drive? because it's only i'm only going to be there for a a few days so that's the hardest part so we're making a trip to disneyland twice in march and we're driving down going to be there for four days for a competition dance competition drive home be home for about 
13 days, 12 days driving back. Yep. Doing our week long spring, uh, uh, break trip and then driving home. So we're going to swap cars. So you take one car one time, put all the miles on that one, take the other car the next time. The hardest part I have with long distance trips is the concentration. Mm-hmm. So that it, when, when you're on, especially on single lane roads, a lot of single lane roads from here to LA and in Reno and from Reno to Vegas, lots of single lane roads. So it's that concentration level of watching the cars coming towards you on the other side of the lane, making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. So I don't have to quickly react. Yeah. Um, you know, zoning out. Exactly. The nice thing about the two cars that we have now, we have two Subarus and they have a feature in there that kind of auto steers. Okay. So when you're, when you're cruising on cruise control, you can hit that auto steer and all your little micro transactions and and actions that you're making with your hands to just kind of keep the wheel straight. It does it for you with the eyesight and the Subarus. I'm not trying to sell anybody a Subaru here. I'm just saying. That's a feature that they have. Um, so so that kind of helps on the long trips because I could put on adaptive cruise control that and that has helped a lot with the arm fatigue, yeah. you know, driving eight, nine hours and whatnot. So I feel you. It, it, it's a commitment. And, and like you said, sometimes you get about four hours in and you go. Okay, I'm only halfway there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then and then you enjoy your time there. But usually that last day you're thinking I got to get up and drive tomorrow. <laughs> so my 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 the, the way that I'm going to stay focused is uh I have a lot of uh Quest Love Supreme podcasts. So he's talking yes. to lots of historical musicians and um Greg Fillingaines and like these early hip hop stars and nice. Uh, so so lots of just music history stuff which I absolutely love. And I'm listening. Oh, is this on Apple? Is that on Apple? Can I find this on Apple? It's uh, what is he? I think it's an iHeart Supreme. Yeah, oh, iHeart Radio maybe is is the yeah, yeah. one who does it. But yeah, you can find it on Apple Podcasts. Okay, there we yeah, go. Yeah, he he I have, just did I added it. Uh, he did Springsteen recently. Uh, I'm listening to. So I'm actually backed up to early last year. Uh, I'm, there, okay. There's a double back to back Hall and Oates that that he did. Oh, so cool. each of them separately. Uh, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the book, uh, the Audible book that I have, which is on the history of Motown, which I told you about yesterday. And then there's some other there there's some other Audible books that I'm so far behind on that I, I switched the Audible credits from monthly to every other month, and I still have like two that I haven't used. Oh. So I need I need to get in. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go through some stuff that, uh, on that drive, but that that drive still yeah. it's still a good uh, a little bit over a month away. But it was just in my in my mind. Okay. Here's what we're going to talk about, the, the Giantsy news part uh, of the show here. Uh, the Giants f- uh, non-roster invitee to spring training list came out today. And so I'm gonna, I, I wanted you to uh, check out the, the names because I know you're pretty busy today so that you may not have been able to look at this before. But I took a peek. I did take a peek. I recognize a lot of these names. It's yeah, kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just kind of interested in who you are going to keep an eye on because there are some flashy prospects on this list that I am excited to kind of see. Now these guys are not going to stick around for very long. They're going right. to do their thing and then they're going to go to their camps and such. But because the the one the, the name that sticks out obviously is Kyle Harrison. We've been talking about this guy yes. 
all year long. The other one that kind of excited me, though, was outfielder Vaughn Brown. They're kind of, I think this is kind of like a, okay, we see what you did last year. Now we're going to give you another challenge here and and then let's see what you got. I'm very excited to see that. I want to see, I just kind of want to see him in person because I missed him when he was at San Jose. Yeah. And I think what the Giants do with their non-roster invitees. So if you're not familiar with non-roster invitees, there are people who are not on the 40 man roster. Cause if you're on the 40 man roster, you can go to spring training. It's kind of a free trip. Um, but if you're a non-roster invitee, it's because you're not on the uh, 40 man, but you have a minor league deal or you are in uh, an upper kind of older upper minor league player. Um, and kind of what the Giants do is <clears throat> it's almost like a reward system, uh, what I've noticed over the last few years. Uh, you, you know, Like you said, you, you had a good year last year in the minors. So, hey, come on up, take some at-bats, maybe get 10 at-bats, face some major league pitching, see what it's like, get a taste, um, enjoy it, and then you know head on back to minor league camp. Because minor league camp always opens, what, later, right? Later than uh, major league camp. Um, so you kind of push them into the – but they're still in the facility. They're still uh, around the area because minor yeah. league camp kind of bleeds over in Arizona too, which is really cool. I like I like the Casey Schmidt name on there. That's yeah, no, exciting. That's, a, that's another great one. We've heard so much about the defense – um, so that, that's what I want to see. I want to see him play the field, uh, actually more than hit. Uh, I want to see him just be a vacuum over at third base. That that's exciting. RJ Dabovich. Yep. Uh, flamethrower excited to see him. Um, Patrick Bailey. I'm also excited to see Austin wins is going to be there. We know we have uh, Roberto Hernandez or, or Roberto Perez now, um, as well as Joey Bart, uh, uh, you know, so Roberto Perez is, I think, Perez, isn't he on? Uh, yeah, there he is on the list. Also, he's also on a minor league deal, so he'll be there as a non-roster invitee. So, so you kind of have this open battle to win that backup catcher position. Um, I'm assuming the Giants are still looking at Joey Bart as the starting catcher, but yeah. but as we know, as catchers go with the Giants, it's it's it could very easily be an eighty game, eighty game. But I mean, uh, as you know, we'd, we'd love to see Joey Bart play 130 games, 140 games. Yeah, because if he's days. playing 130 games, then that means he's hitting. Yeah, exactly. That means his pop is there. He's hitting. He's not striking out three or four times a game because if that's happening, then then we've got some issues um, because then you look at the non-roster invitees because when you look at the active roster, um, I have the active roster up here, catchers, You've got uh, Joey Bart. One. That's right? your active roster yeah. for catchers. <laughs> <laughs> so so Brett Arbach, Patrick Bailey, Brett Cumberland, Ricardo Henaves, Roberto Perez, and Austin Wins are battling. It's an open yeah. battle for it a is. backup Very catcher. Much so. You know what's uh, interesting about that list is our back is kind of like uh, he can play tons of positions, and if you need a, a, a catcher in, in the clutch – then, then he can do that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Patrick Bailey's still a prospect, but he really needs to uh, make some, you know, make, make some waves here to 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 show off that that he is still someone that you should value if you're a Giants fan. The other name that uh, was interesting was this Ronald Guzman, 
who he's been in uh he he he's he he's been on teams before now he's trying to become a pitcher right is that is that correct yeah exactly he was uh with the yankees and rangers correct um I'm gonna look go him back up right and look because I, I mean they just signed him uh i think about a week ago two weeks ago so um, he was with uh he was with texas and then he played three games with the yankees last year Okay, so that's what it was. And uh, so, yeah, so for him to come in, I like that. I mean, when you look at that list and you see two-way player, one, Ronald Guzman, I go, oh, that's cool. I mean, embracing the two-way player, um, Reggie Crawford. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, they they drafted Reggie Crawford with that in mind as well. Uh, So the Giants are definitely open to, and you know the Giants. They're all about uh, flexibility in the roster, players that can play multiple positions and now two-way player is very embraced in major league baseball so the giants are like yeah let, let's do it let's bring in somebody into camp who can actually do it um so i mean but when you look at his offensive numbers first year in texas 16 home runs hit 235 2019 10 home runs hit 219 uh, OPS plus over 100 one time, but he only played in 26 games in 2020. So, I mean, no, nothing fantastic, crazy on the offensive offensive side of the two way player designation. Um, but you know, again, roster flexibility, if that's somebody who can come off the bench and hit and, and not take, take away an offensive spot on the bench, but also be a pitcher, uh, if he's got anything on the mound, then that's good. Hey, take a look, take a look. Yeah. So here he is in, as a non-roster invitee. And, you know, we can do our Grant Brisby where he says like, yeah, you know, I'm writing about this guy and then he can be off the team net, like next week. Like that's, that, that's also yeah. a possibility with some of these guys, which leads me to the, the latest piece of news that that was today, which is Stephen Piscotty, former Cardinal, former Oakland A., uh, he got released by the A's last summer. Giants signed him to a minor league deal. He's a right-handed uh, outfielder, and he's had pop. Uh, what he hasn't had is health, health success. He's been off injured uh, of late, so they, they signed him to a minor league deal. He is invited to spring training. If he makes the club, I think he makes a... Uh, a, a, a million dollars, which is, you know, nothing to yeah. sneeze at, but to a Giants payroll that is uh, not as large as it possibly could be. A little, little, little drop in the bucket for them. But what do you, what did you think about the Piscotti signing? I like that. He's a good dude. He, uh, I don't know if everybody knows the story, but he played for the St. Louis Cardinals back in the day in 2017, I believe it was. He asked for a trade to be closer to his mom. So he's an East Bay guy, grew up in the East Bay, um, went to Stanford and I think he was drafted by the Dodgers at one point as well. But, but anyways, he ended up with the Cardinals and uh, his mom um, was diagnosed with ALS. So in 2017, he asked to be traded to the A's so he can be closer to his mom in the East Bay. Uh, She ended up unfortunately passing in 2018, but he was able to be there with her. Um, So it just tells you the type of person he is very, um, very human uh, and something that giants fans can get behind. Uh, We, we love our, 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 our players who, have heart 
who are close to their families, who uh, are, are not just, you know, baseball players, but they have a story. Um, and, and if he can make this team as a, a right-handed outfielder, um, I mean, you got Mitch Hanniger. And you've got Austin Slater. Those are your two right-handed outfielders. So if he could kind of squeeze his way in there if he needs to, um, you know, Giants fans are going to fall in love with him. Uh, I mean, he's a he's a Bay Area favorite already. Um, again, if you know the story, then 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 you'd kind of know all about him and, and yeah. what he's about. So uh, very exciting. I I I kind of like it. I I like the extra outfielder. We don't. I don't think we have a, a completely set fourth or fifth outfielder at this point because Lamont Wade Jr. has been doing a lot of work at first base. Yep. Don't think he's going to be in the outfield, but but he's a lefty. Um, so that kind of takes an outfielder off the board, though. Uh, so it is kind of a little bit of a, a, an open shot at the number four and number five outfielder spot. Grant Brisby did his early, early, early roster prediction here. Do you want to know his outfielders to make the 26 man? Yeah, I was going to read that article. I didn't have a chance to get to it, but I'd love to hear it. So his five outfielders to make the opening day roster are obviously Jock, Mitch Hanniger, and Conforto. And Yastrzemski, who's probably going to be their everyday center fielder. And then Austin Slater, who's going to probably flip-flop with Yastrzemski as their center fielder. So that's five but uh, he doesn't have any other outfielders on this uh, on this starting roster here. Hmm. I mean, well, you, I kind like of you said though. You, you said Lamont Wade. He could. You could throw him in the outfield if need be. Yeah, I. I mean, you could throw him in the outfield. Uh, Jock Peterson, not an outfielder. Hopefully, I mean, we don't have... see him in the outfield. <laughs> I mean, when you have other options. Um, you don't necessarily need to have Jock Peterson listed as an outfielder. I think it's, I think it's safe at this point in his career to just call him Big Poppy DH. Right? Yeah. I mean, you, don't, <laughs> you don't have to say outfielder anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, let's uh, quickly talk about what we are drinking here because we had Brian on in the first segment. You and I are going to go a little shorter today. Uh, but uh, still have the full the full hour podcast uh, like normal, or or may- maybe just maybe a little bit less than an hour. But that's what we always kind of shoot for is that hour mark. So before we even get to that, in two different chats today, I heard the beer. Uh, is it called Pliny the older or Pliny the younger? Pliny, and like so, there's Pliny the elder, and there's Pliny the younger. Yes, yeah, the elder. There you go. See, see how much elder. I know. Nothing at all. <laughs> um, but like two different chats that I was in, there are so many people excited for this. What explain this phenomenon? So Pliny the elder is a Russian river, and I believe it's a double IPA. Uh, I don't want to get this wrong because. Pliny the Elder followers are a bunch who are very, very particular about their beer. Um, let's see. It is a, it's an Imperial IPA. So a double, it could be a double, it could be a triple, whatever you want to call it. Um, on Beer Advocate, which is a very, very popular site, it is ranked as the number three 
Imperial IPA of all time. Um, wow. There's, and, and ahead of it is Pliny the Younger at number two. And the number one is by The Alchemist, which is out on the East Coast, I believe, and it's called Heady Topper. That is the number one Imperial IPA. Um, I've had Pliny the Elder quite a few times, probably three or four times. Uh, they are now distributing outside of Russian River Brewing Company, which is in Northern California. So they're now here in Reno. I stumbled onto the fact that they were distributing here when I was at a pizza place in Tahoe. I saw it on tap. I freaked out. I was gonna. I was supposed to be driving home from from Tahoe that day, and I said, "Well, Denise, guess who's driving now? It's not me." So, so I ordered my Pliny the Elder, had it with the pizza. It is a fantastic, piney, smooth IPA. If you like bitterness, if you like hops, it is just to die for. You've got to try it. I know a lot of people say, "Oh, it's not that great." I'm a Sierra Nevada pale ale guy. Yeah. That is my like number one beer of all time. Um, you take those hops, you magnify them, nice malt backbone, smooths out really well. Now, Pliny the Younger is released once a year. You can only get it at the brewery. You have to stand in line. They do a lottery. It's, it's all kinds of stuff. You can go in and you can have i think not even a pint of it i think you only get like a six ounce pour or something like that and you can only be at the table for like a half hour and then they kick you out and and and, and that's how big the line is because they just want to kind of keep moving so plenty the younger must be releasing soon if people are chatting about it and talking about it i would imagine that's what's going on oh, but i don't I'll, follow I'll, that I'll, part re I'll read you the i'll, I'll read oh you yeah the let's that i just yeah. got all right it says Pliny the Younger starting to hit spots around here on the hunt. <laughs> there you go. It's hard to get. I, I'm not even sure. That's a triple IPA. I'm not even sure, honestly, that they bottle it. I don't know. Well, it looks like they do. It looks like they do. Okay, so they do bottle it. Uh, I don't know much about Pliny the Younger. It's probably something I'll never have. But in the beer circles, it will get released. People will resell it. It'll be a ridiculous amount of money. Um, I don't even bother with it because it's a triple. I can get a triple IPA anywhere. It's, you know, um, I think one of my favorite triple IPAs is Sierra Nevada. They make a, a, an IPA called Hoptimum. Mm. Um, and, and that one's fantastic. So, and that's released in the stores every year. Around March or April, I can go to the store. I can get a six-pack. I don't have to worry about waiting in line and spending some ridiculous amount of money for it. But, yeah, it is uh, it is hunted. I'll tell you that much. There you go. All right. So, for me, my drink is very simple. Continued, continued, uh, continuing to drink the, uh, the, the bourbon that Brad said to get from Trader Joe's as the mixing bourbon. So, well, just, just a little bit of Coke Zero, a little bit of bourbon. Diet or Coke Zero and bourbon is, uh, is, is, you know, it's, it's, it's just such an easy go to. And, um, what I, you know, what I used to use for that mix was the Jack Daniels, but I actually do like the Kentucky's best bourbon better in, in, in the Coke than, uh, than, than actually Jack Daniels. So, yeah, yeah, I think there's a, a little sweetness to it that I like. Uh, it's very smooth. Um, 
oaky, but it's not overpowering. So in the mix, um, it, 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 uh, kind of adds a little something to the Coke, I think usually. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. It's, it's one of my, my favorite mixing bourbons. I went, um, now I got to ask you a question though. It's six o'clock in the evening yep. and you're having caffeine. You're going to be okay here. I can have coffee at like 10 o'clock and fall asleep at 11 o'clock for whatever reason. I don't know why it doesn't affect me that much. That's just like me. My wife, I made a coffee last night, right before the Grammys, five o'clock, drank a coffee down, took about an hour to drink it before I poured a Guinness. And she goes, aren't you going to be up all night? I said, are you kidding me? (laughs) I know my wife's the same way. She can't, she's like, if she has coffee later than, her actual morning coffee, she thinks that she's going to be staying up. I'm like, he, it's like eight hours. Yeah, what are you talking not... about? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Denise's cutoff is like two o'clock, <laughs> two o'clock. It's, like, it's 2.45. I can't have I can't have caffeine right now. I said, no, I, you probably could. You'd probably be okay. <laughs> but, you know. Um, so I went, uh, I didn't go, I didn't go crazy here. Speaking of IPAs. And this is probably a collector's item now because Sierra Nevada just changed the label on this. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, look it up. See if you can find a picture of it. But it's really, really cool. The new label is awesome. It's got a, uh, you know, it's got a big hop and like a, uh, uh, you know, a kind of a, I, I guess, an orbit around it. Um, and it's oh, yeah, like just, a submarine. Just looked it up. Yeah, so they totally changed the label. It's just kind of starting to come out in stores now. Um but in ter- in terms of like extra IPAs, double IPAs, torpedo is my go-to. Can you tell I'm a fan of Sierra Nevada Brewing yeah. Company? Yeah, you know that is I would say the so I used to listen, and he doesn't even do this podcast anymore. But Stone Cold Steve Austin used to do a podcast where he talk about beer a lot, and he even nice. went out to make his own beer. He has his own beer uh, that's out there called uh broken skull ipa i think oh yeah i've seen that yeah and and so he kept talking about torpedo ipa torpedo ipa and you know me i don't don't really drink beer but i forgot why i was out at a thing and i needed to bring beer to something and i was like well i'm just gonna bring what austin drinks and so uh i actually had one and i was like oh I, i i sort of get it like i understand why why he really likes it and then we were watching tv and this is the problem with me and just drinking anything is <laughs> I just mostly drink for thirst. And so yeah. I'm just like, we're watching TV, watch TV. And so I'm like drinking this torpedo IPA. And this is probably like seven years ago now. And all of a sudden I was just done with it. And I was like, okay, I'm still thirsty. And then I got, got another one. Oh, and man. then at some point I just remember like kind of, falling asleep for like a half an hour watching this show and waking up and going like, wait, what happened? I was like, Oh, it was the, it was the torpedo. <laughs> it was the IPA that I just drank. I, I, it kind of put me out for uh, a half an hour there. It's, it's a strong one. It's uh let's see. Torpedo is 7.2%. And it also comes in 16 ounce cans too. So that's the other thing. If you down, like anytime I go and they have torpedo on tap, I get very. I went to a concert up in at Crystal Bay up in um, Tahoe, and uh, Crystal Bay Resort, I think it was, and and they had this on tap. I couldn't resist, and I had two of them, and it was a very fun concert. I had a good time. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, so now let's. We're, we're you know you kind of mentioned the Grammys, and and we're gonna end the show 
with a short segment on the Grammys because we both watched it last night. And you and your family play a little game, uh, picking the winners and such. So uh, we'll talk about that right at the end of this show. But before we get there, uh, just a small WBC update. So Jock is, is playing. Who is he playing for? So Jock is going to be playing for Team Israel. I guess he announced it um, this weekend at FanFest uh, that he is officially playing for Team Israel, uh, which is exciting because, any uh, again, I don't have a problem with Giants players going to the WBC. Um, I know it's – I've seen some stuff on Twitter that – You'd be crazy if you're a GM to let your pitchers go pitch in the WBC. But, you know, we did a segment on this a couple of shows ago that yeah. we kind of showed, you know, pitchers that pitch for Team USA. And I used them as an example because they won it. So they played in eight games that year, which is the most you could play. And if you win the whole thing this year, it's seven. But there were no arm issues. There was an oblique strain by one of the pitchers, but it didn't happen until June. So it probably had absolutely nothing to do with the WBC. Um, so, so to have giants players kind of, uh, you know, spread out amongst all the different teams, it's really cool. And, and so Ian Kinsler is the, uh, the, the manager of team Israel. Uh, and they kind of made a splash in the last WBC when they made it through, um, the uh, uh, qualifying phase and actually made it out and into the uh, elimination rounds, which was really, really neat to see. Um, so that, and that's the fun thing about baseball. I mean, you can go out there and you could have a really good game and you could destroy a team that's uh, supposed to be better than you. Oh, so yeah. I'm excited. I w- I w- I'm excited to see Jock hit some, hit some, uh, hit some bombs for team Israel. I just wonder, is he going to play the outfield? yeah that's the question so the czech republic didn't like they they won a game to qualify didn't they i Uh, believe so they beat spain or something like that um yeah uh yeah so they didn't qual yeah so i think they qualified uh and I'm, i'm looking for the I'm looking for the information here. I'm just trying to read up on the news because you were just talking about, you know, anything can happen in these games. So, I yeah, think, I think they made it. But uh, OK, so the other news. The yeah, WBC. so they're in pool B. So Japan, Korea, Australia, China and Czech Republic are in pool B. So Czech Republic is another one. So they're kind of like the Israel of of what, five years ago now was the mm-hmm. last time that we had a, a, a tournament. Um Nicaragua also in pool D, another kind of sneak in team. Um, Italy's been hanging around in baseball for the last couple of tournaments as well. They're in pool A with Chinese Taipei, Netherlands, Cuba, and Panama. So that it's just fun. I mean, it's it's a really fun tournament. I keep trying to get people excited for it. Everybody's <laughs> like, the, the, the WB what? That's the our goal. When you look up WBC, the first thing that comes up is like 20 things for white blood count. <laughs> so make sure you look up WC baseball when you go into Google. <laughs> so but yeah, it's going to be fun. The the other piece of World Baseball Classic news that just came out today is that our favorite non-giant, Carlos Correa. Yeah. One-time giant. Ops out of the World Baseball Classic. 
and you know that that's fine. He he's uh he's got stuff going on. The reason is, is what I am interested in here. So you and I know he's got something going on with his ankle that made teams say, "Hey, you know, we'll pay you for four or five years. We're not paying you for thirteen years." Yeah. So the Twins today announced that Carlos Correa will not be on the roster of Team Puerto Rico for the upcoming World Baseball Classic in March due not to any sort of ankle injuries or any sort of expectations that he's 100% healthy come April due to the expected due date of his second child. Now, I'm not saying that that is a bad reason at all to pull out of the World Baseball Classic. It is absolutely a good reason. Second son, uh, going to be named Kenzo, is about a month away. I still call bullshit. <laughs> I mean, that's where our mind went, right? Yeah. <laughs> First time we heard Carlos Correa not participating in the WBC. Huh. Interesting. I wonder what's going on. And, and so He's having it, another baby. It, it can it can very well partially be about his child. I sense that that is the cover to the twins going like, hey, we want to just make sure that we're conservative about this because if you possibly get hurt playing this thing, we're going to be the laughing stock of baseball for signing oh, my to this contract, right? We don't want any bad karma coming from this thing. Take, take time off, be with your kid, and let's just make sure that you're healthy come opening day. That's yeah. what I sense. Now, I may read the the Twins beat writers in the next couple of days going like, no, 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 really. Like, this was – you kind of know the, – the reason why I call BS, how long have they known the due date for this child? Yeah. Since it, the yeah. very beginning? It, <laughs> since yeah, pretty much since it's been nine months. Yeah. Is that what you're trying to get at? Yeah, it's been nine months. <laughs> so that's so, why I call BS on it. Yeah. But also to be fair, I'll take the other side for a second. Yeah. To be fair, the official rosters are not even announced yet. These are yeah. all just kind of commitments. Yeah. So, you know, he had a chance to, like, think about it, not think about it, think about it. And it was probably an assumption because he played in the last one that yeah. Carlos Correa, one of the best players in baseball, is going to play in this. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll just be fair on that. They haven't announced the roster sure. yet. So, but still, like you said, they it, and could have said it a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not dissing him in any way at all. Like, oh, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a fan, even though it didn't work out. I still want to see yeah. him uh, play baseball. And they're going to be a fantastic team in this tournament. So that's the other reason why you kind of want to see him play. But if you're Team USA, you're like, eh, him not being on that team may be a little bit better for us. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we mentioned just a couple a couple minutes ago that we are going to talk about the Grammys. And since, you know, Bri came on in the first segment, then we went to the 40 man, then we went to WBC. I think, you know, we got a few minutes here to talk about the biggest night in music every single year with the Grammys. How, like, is this a thing that is, is this a show that you watch every year? I have watched the Grammys honestly, since I can remember. 
Um, I, I just love music. I love all genres of music. There mm -hmm. are artists last night that I discovered, um, not from their performances because uh, again, who performs at the Grammys nowadays, you already know it's, yep. it's not a surprise. It's not somebody you haven't heard of, but, but the, um, winner of the new artist, the best new artist category, uh, let's see if I can remember her name. I'm terrible. I'm terrible when I just first <laughs> learned a person, uh, Samara joy. Yeah. Uh, S Samara joy. She is a, uh, a jazz singer. And when she was walking up to accept the award, I, I heard in the background, I go, well, she sounds a lot like Billie holiday. And I'm mm -hmm. a huge jazz fan and jazz singing fan. Um, so I looked her up and I played her album last night after the Grammys. I go, oh, this, this is really good stuff. So I, I enjoy the Grammys in terms of uh, nowadays more than, you know, I'll, I'll go to the website when they're announced, when the uh, nominees are announced, I'll kind of go through the categories and go, okay, I know this, I know this. Um, I, I, and then every year we do a poll. So the last five years, since the kids are old enough, we've been doing a, a pool, um, a kind of a Grammy pool. It's no money or anything like that, but I go through and I pick about seven or eight categories that I think are going to be shown on the show because that's the other trick. You yeah. have to pick the ones that you think that they're going to do on the show. Um, and I asked you to join us this year because I know you're a music fan. I was excited. I, yeah, I spared you by not putting the country one. I would have, <laughs> by the way, I would have won it because it was Willie Nelson and I would have picked Willie Nelson just because I love Willie Nelson. Yeah. It's a country album of the year. Uh, I would have picked Willie and both my kids when they, when he won. I said, I would have gotten that. And they're like, they're, they honestly <laughs> said, we probably would have picked him too only because we know him from you and we don't know the other country artists. So that's how that would have gone. <laughs> so I spared you by not putting that one on there. Well, I, um, I would have probably just picked Willie as well. Because um, <laughs> you know him, yeah. Because well, I know him. And uh, when that award was up, uh, we, we watched about the first, because that was a long show. That was a four-hour show. We watched yeah. about, I would say, two hours. Uh, it was about an hour and a half. And then we wanted to get to the hip-hop, uh, the 50th anniversary of hip-hop uh presentation and so i skipped ahead a little bit just to see that before everyone had to go to bed and uh yeah so i would i think i would have picked willie because i asked crystal who she she is a country fan and she knew the majority of the artists but she didn't know any oh, of the okay. new stuff but uh but i was like yeah do you know that person you know that person like, yeah, yeah 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 and i was like yeah I, I I still would pick Willie and, and and he won. And then he wasn't there because I guess he's got like some health stuff or something going on, right? Yeah, and he's almost 90. And yeah. he's about to go on like a little uh he he tours in spurts, like four or five shows, month off, four or five shows, month off. And in about two or three weeks, he's starting a, a small little mini tour in Florida. So I'm sure he was just like Got to rest. Got to yeah. get ready. 90 years old. Yeah, totally. Um, had we, COVID. Want, we want Willie to live for a long time. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Willie's, you know, because of the of the top, of the like, you know, of the highwaymen, um, I believe him and Chris Christofferson. I, you know, I, I, mm, I you know, know I saw Chris Christofferson not that long ago. Okay. I was going to say, I don't want to kill him off, but I think <laughs> he's still around. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's still. He's still with us. So, so Chris, Chris Christopherson, uh, he has a son 
who I don't think he is doing any wrestling anymore, but he was a a local independent pro wrestler for the, uh, the independent uh, organization called APW. It's been around for a long time. And he got actually got called to work for the WWE's like minor leagues. It's called NXT. It's kind of like where, Oh yeah. You know, they bring all these young talent and then they kind of try and get them ready for the main roster. He did not make the main roster. So he came back to APW and uh, he was in a, he was at a show and his pops just rolled through. I was like, Oh, I know who that guy is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's really cool. Um, But yeah, of the highway men, so you've got Chris Christopherson, you've got Willie Nelson, you've got Johnny Cash, and you've got uh, Waylon Jennings. That's your 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 highway men. Uh, Willie and Chris are left, um, but like Merle Haggard's gone. Yeah, you know George Jones is gone. So all of my heroes growing up, those those were my country heroes. My my parents would play them in the house all the time. So to see Willie on there, and and when that album dropped, I want to say it was july or august but when that album dropped it dropped on the same day as the bonnie red album Mm. so that week i went back and forth between those two albums and just went crazy because i thought i got a new bonnie red i've got a new willie nelson album i don't need anything else this year so i was very happy um but it was a fun show i know a lot of people rail on it i also follow a lot of like you know twitter guys who are um rock djs on yeah. xm and metal djs they're very angry every yeah. year yeah. i tuned in to watch the metal categories and i couldn't <laughs> find them it's like yeah i know because nobody's gonna watch that yeah that's yeah. and and the same thing with jazz so i'm a jazz guy where was the jazz ensemble you know where was winton marsalis he was mm-hmm. there in the morning accepting his awards because they're not going to put Winton Marsalis on the TV on. show. They're not going to, yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. All right. What did you think? Uh, uh, so, so you're a very open-minded person when it comes to music. Like you're not someone yes. who's like, Oh, that's trash. Like you, you're not, no, you're not that 100%. guy. I, I will give it a shot. If I hate it, I'll tell you I hate it, but I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll even give it two or three shots before I tell you I hate it. You also have two, teenage daughters Hmm? so what is your take on harry styles you know the guy is uber talented so the kids were super into one direction when they were younger and there are some great one direction songs um and i i was never a pop guy i used to rail against it back in the day um but but then when the kids came along and they started listening to this stuff, I started listening to the production of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is some brilliant production, writing, uh, just everything put together. Uh, Harry Styles is a great singer. I didn't give him much credit for this album. I don't think I listened to this album other than the couple of songs. Um, not a fan of, what is it, Watermelon Sugar, that song mm-hmm, kind of... Mm-hmm gets in your ear hole and drives you a little <laughs> bit nuts. The uh what what's the other song he's got as it was? Yeah. The the with yeah. the aha sample with the take on me yeah. sample. Yeah, exactly. Catchy tune. Really yeah. enjoy that one. Um I don't think I've listened to the rest of his album, but I give him credit. I mean, I I don't know if it was album of the year, 
Um, yeah, he beat some heavy hitters, man. There's a there's a there's a yeah. backlash. There's a uh, you know, when is Beyonce gonna get her her flowers backlash to to the Grammys here? Yeah, uh, and but, I really thought the way the night was going and how weird some of the awards went out. I go, here it is, man. Beyonce's not gonna win it. Kendrick Lamar's not gonna win it. And there's going to be an uproar and it's probably going to be, I thought I was starting to lean towards the end of the night. I go, it's going to be Brandy Carlisle. Oh, you thought, okay. I thought, because I thought, here you go. It's going to be, you know, we kind of led you this way. And all of a sudden here's a rock album. Here's a folky rock Americana album. Brandy Carlisle takes it. Uh, so I was a little bit shocked when it was Harry Styles. Everybody was too. I was pretty shocked. Um, like I, I was leaning towards, if it's not Beyonce, uh, I was thinking, you know, Adele might sneak this thing out. She's like kind yeah. of been a little bit under the radar. She did win, I think, pop vocal and like The Rock presented the award and she'd never met The Rock. And, cool. and Trevor Noah kind of set that up. And I was just <laughs> looking at poor Rich Paul, he, her, her boyfriend. So I don't know if you know who Rich Paul is, but uh, Rich Paul. Isn't he a fighter? No, Rich Paul runs the agency uh, that a lot of the NBA players are, 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 are part of it's, it's at, I mean, it's technically LeBron's agency, but LeBron is a player, so he can't really be involved in that part oh, of it. So it's okay. rich Paul who runs the agency. Like he literally, he's like a, you know, a kind of a self-made agent. And now he's like agent to nice. like a lot of big players. So yeah. So, so they're, they're kind of a little bit of a power couple, but she's definitely more famous than he is. Though, uh, you know, he he does very well for himself. And I, I just looked at him when, when The Rock comes over and she's kind of like excited to meet him. I was like, oh, man. He's like, mm. I, the Rock, I have a feeling The Rock's done this to a lot of dudes before, Rich. <laughs> at least The Rock had his wife with him. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. at least that happened. I don't know Here's if that necessarily I want stops yeah. The Rock, but I, I, I hope so. No. At 50 years old, I hope that the rock has, has tamed it, tamed it down. I, I'm sure he has. I think he just likes to walk around and, and show everybody. I'm the rock. <laughs> exactly. You know, cause everybody, I, you know what? I'm not a wrestling guy. I'm not a, you know, I'm not into all of that. I, 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 I enjoy it. It's fun. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle before. Um, but if I got a chance to meet him, I'd be super excited. <laughs> yeah, the guy is just... ridiculously charismatic. Yeah. Seems like a cool uh, guy. I, yeah, his movies are fun. I've enjoyed quite a few. San Andreas is one of those ones that anytime it comes on, <laughs> I will watch it. I don't care what I'm doing. I'll keep it on. It's a fantastic movie just for fun to watch because he's, you know, in it jumping over, you know, off of bridges and <laughs> taking boats into, you know, 50 mile high uh uh, whatever you call them, tidal waves. Anyways. Yeah, you, you you didn't you didn't care that his supposed children were like holding their breath for five minutes underwater. That's my favorite part. <laughs> that is my absolute. Yeah, when uh, Dario, whatever yeah, her name yeah. is, uh, w- yeah. when she's holding her breath and then dies, but then comes back. It's, I, it's just fantastic. I love it. Um, All right, we're we're we're. I have one more question for you as it relates okay. to to the uh, to the Grammys. We we you know we we yeah. we'll delve into to this stuff every once and again but i thought it was just great because you were watching it and then when you invite see see what i'm gonna do now is i'm gonna pay attention this year i'm gonna pay attention i'm gonna listen to these new albums that come out and i'm gonna be ready i'm gonna be ready because you and your you and your your wife won she won the the little 
the thing. You were in second, and then me and your daughters were all tied for third or tied for last, depending on tied, how yeah. you want to see it. Tied for third. We'll say tied for third. Yeah, it was third. a tight race, man. It was back and forth. I took the lead, but then when uh, – so album of the year, there were five of us in the pool. Album of the year, only one person scored because yeah. my youngest – picked Harry Styles. You get three picks. If your number one pick hits, you get three points. Number two pick hits, you get two points. Number three pick hits, you get one point. She picked Harry Styles second. Everybody picked Beyonce for album of the year, but she picked Harry Styles second. Nobody else even touched Harry Styles. Yeah, you you thought Beyonce, Kendrick, or Adele. I thought Beyonce, yeah. Adele, Bad Bunny. Your wife thought Beyonce, Brandy Carlisle, Bad Bunny. Uh, so yeah, you know we were we were off and and Audrey, wow, go for it, Audrey, man. She had she had I Harry do, Styles man. in her number two slot. Yeah, she she also nailed the number one, her number one pick for best pop vocal album, which was Harry Styles, and then number one for best pop duo performance, which was Sam Smith and uh, Kim. I just put Kim. I don't know her last name, but uh, and Petrus, you hated that song. Petrus. Oh God, I hated that song. You Though, hate Unholy. You put I it was... nine hundred and ninety nine. <laughs> I was very happy. <laughs> To see them win because of Kim Petras' speech, I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, yeah, that was a gigantic – and that's where I think if you pay attention this year and listen to more pop playlists, yeah, you'll know how gigantic of a song that was. Yeah, when, no, when, I mean the, the, came, yeah, yeah. the, the twins, uh, my twin stepsons, they knew the song – uh, okay. You know they it, it's it's been out there for and, and it's very popular. But I just liked Kim's speech about yeah. uh you know the first I think she said the first transgendered uh woman to win a Grammy or something like that. That was tremendous. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh, grew up in Germany and uh, her mom always knew that uh, she was a, a girl even though she was born biologically a boy, and um you know kind of urged her to be herself which was awesome and that's that song is super catchy song i really enjoy it i like the I, you visuals you know what i don't it. like really about cool. it huh. to me like because i i remember sam smith from when he first started i mean he made did he win the um the grammy for uh best new artist back in the day I believe so. Yeah, he won a couple of Grammys back in the day because he had a monster hit. So my my problem with Sam Smith historically, just his music is just a, a tad over the top sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 that's his personality. <laughs> but when I hear the music, I think, okay, he's over. Like he's he can sing. He doesn't have to over sing. And sometimes I feel like he's right. over singing. But that's just my personal taste with with his songs. Um, okay, last thing before we get out of here. I just wanted to ask you about uh, the uh, the the the. Uh, sorry, I, I lost my spot here. Okay, <laughs> record of the year. Yes. So the night. I, I don't know if you could say anybody stole the night because I think the awards were sort of spread out a, a lot. Um, Lizzo wins with about damn time, and she has a fantastic speech. Uh, she looked like uh, so happy, and then she had the comment about when she was in the fifth grade, skipping school to go to the Beyonce concert, which I'm sure made Beyonce feel young. I mean, old. <laughs> 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 Poor Beyonce. Um, yeah, when she said that, I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Beyonce. <laughs> um, but so 
I had Lizzo in third. You did not have Lizzo. Denise had Lizzo as second. And neither of your kids had Lizzo in the top three. So it was right. a little bit of a surprise to to win that uh, to win that award. And I don't know. I I mean I think Lizzo is she, she like her. I, I think her music is is solid. Like I wouldn't say she's one of my favorite artists or anything. But her personality is just so infectious, and I don't know if like she has any opportunities to go beyond music. You know, to I know she hosted Saturday Night Live. Yeah, uh, that was a this great. Year. That was a really good show. Yeah, and I I know she was really good. But uh, but yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Lizzo before we get out of here. I thought that was a, a really nice moment for her and pretty fantastic speech as well. You know, the kids absolutely love her. So that's why I'm shocked she wasn't more on there. Record of the year, by the way, is versus song of the year. Record of the year is the full production, everything right. you can think of about right. the song. Song of the year is just kind of the song writing. Yes. Um, but record of the year is the performance, the production, the writing, everything. Um, I personally, I was telling the you know, kids last night, I try to get into Lizzo. I like a couple of her songs. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not that big of a fan, and I don't know why. I, um, I, I'm, I'm pretty much there with you when it comes to her music. Yeah. As a, her her personality, I, I really like. I, I'm a fan of her her person more so than her music. Exactly, and I think that's where it, it comes for me. I think for me, I think her music is just a little too pharrell happy mm. you know what i mean like that era of pharrell a little bit too happy poppy peppy um i like the beyonce stuff which is a little bit harder uh, a little bit um i don't know just a little more dramatic and everything but yeah like you said that speech was so freaking cool um and if you get a chance to just, you know, if you're listening, go to YouTube and, and just kind of watch the acceptance speeches because that one was great. And the Harry Styles one was fantastic because <laughs> they brought up, they brought up, um, you know, they had this round table going out. Super fans. The, yeah. Super fans. And they were talking about the album of the year. Um, and so the one who was trying to pump up and promote Harry Styles, this was his grandmother from Ontario, Canada, who's like his biggest fan. And so she actually, they actually brought her up on stage and she got to announce Harry Styles as the winner. And he came running up and hugged her and just was all over her. It was so fun to see. Um, but yeah, Lizzo, I think kind of stole the show with the speech because she, you know, basically saying you could be anything you want to be, just be true to yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's something we can all take, you know, er- every day into our work, into our lives, uh, with our families, with our friends, just, you know, be who you are. Uh, and, and so her message is fantastic. It's just for some reason, her music for me is a little too, um, I don't know. I, I got to listen to it more is the thing. Like I told you, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to something two or three times before I go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the, the kids love her stuff. I know that for sure. All right. We'll end on this, which is, uh, Favorite performances. Uh, they ended with uh, the DJ Khaled song. I don't know why he yeah. like. How, how can you get credit for something when it's I, everybody else doing the work? I, just, everybody did the work, and he just came <laughs> in and said DJ Khaled. I mean, that's yeah. what he does all the time, right? Yeah. Uh, Jay Z had a like. God, Jay Z was like rap for like four straight minutes without that breathing. He was... <laughs> yeah, he was spitting for a while. I was like, "My God, this is the only good part of the song." I mean, I love Wheezy too, and yeah, so yeah. Lil Wayne came out and did his part, but it was too short. It was like yeah. it was over. Before. And with and now Wheezy is still like 
entrenched in uh uh what is it the vocal uh what's it called auto tune yeah yeah it's I don't need the auto to vote. Yeah. The vocoder and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, um, that was cool, but my two favorite performances and, and one was the hip hop thing, but That's what did, number one. Yeah. what did you think about who they brought in for like the specific eras? There was no tribe, but we got to see Queen Latifah and De La Soul. Uh, there was a little bit of, the sort of the gangster era, but no like bad boy puff daddy stuff that was like they they did, they kind of glossed over that. But it it jumped from like I think Nelly Nelly came out in the early two thousands, and then it just jumped to like the present day almost. Uh, maybe too short was in there maybe, but I thought I was like oh yeah because Jay Z was going to be on later. But Kanye West dominated a lot of that time frame, and they're not going to even mention Kanye West's name. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But uh, that that was really fun, and you're just kind of one of those things where you're like, man, for the 15 minutes or whatever those people were on there, let's just all send them on the road. Like I'll go, I'll go <laughs> let's do like a four hour concert. Like I'm in. Like at first day, I'm buying tickets immediately. E- yeah, it was super cool. I really enjoyed it. But the same thing, too. So I kept naming the people. Yeah. Right? yeah so yeah. I'm going, oh, there's that's De La Soul. They're like, who's that? I go, that's De La Soul. That's Buddy. I said, so maybe Queen Latifah's going to come out because I know yeah. she's there. No, she didn't come out. No Q-tip. Didn't come out. And then Scarface was up there. Oh, yep. that's Scarface. Yep. And then Ice-T. And then, and then Queen Latifah comes out. Then they go Method Man. Big boy, which was really cool. And I thought, maybe we'll get Andre. No, no get Andre was like, nope. No, no he's like, I'm not done. <laughs> That's not my thing anymore. Then Busta Rhymes stole yeah. the show. Yeah. Uh, with his super hardcore look at me now rap. Yeah. Um, Missy, that excited the kids because the kids are huge. Missy she's she's today. up for a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it went to all of a sudden Nelly, too short. And then after that, I'm like, I don't know these guys. Yeah. yeah. That that's so when was, I relied on the twins to tell me who these yeah, people were. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it oh, was, that's that's little baby. And I was like, yeah. okay. He kind of looks like Swiss Beats. Yeah. yeah there was Swiss um, Beats, Lil Baby, Glorilla, and Lil Uzi Vert. I'm Lil like, Uzi Vert was the last one. He only got to yeah. just like basically show his face, and then that was yeah, it. Exactly. Uh the last was, thing though, uh, yeah. what I was gonna say was uh when they do the in memoriam stuff. Oh, right. Uh Casey Musgraves was awesome. She has a great yes. voice. Uh, She's Cheryl, one of our favorites. Yeah. Cheryl Crow and Bonnie Raitt, uh, and then the Migos. And so that was really nice. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you kind of forget because there's so many people of our era, of people who we know, the fame of, of us growing up, and they're just like, they're going now. Like, this is like the, the thing. And I was like, wow. Olivia Newton-John, and then you're just going through and you're remembering everybody who passed away. And it was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot that that person passed away. And uh, that's where, you know, as we get older, where we're like, oh, my God, like this person was the biggest star in the world when I was like 14, you know. So that's that's sad to see. And then but the Migos one, you know, takeoff, he just, you know, he's he was like they were in the apex of their careers and he's gone. Yeah, that was crazy. And 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 again, watching those two, because even my oldest, she was like, Migo, he's gone. 
he's gone. We're like, yeah, that, you know, happened like not too long ago, but yeah. Um, Cause like you said, you forget and David Crosby. I mean, I, yeah. I growing up, I, it, you know, Crosby stills Nash and young Crosby stills and Nash. Those were, I was always so into that type of stuff, the harmonizing seventies and sixties vocals, beach boys, them Beatles. Um, so that, that, that it's just always hard to watch those two. Cause you're like, man, now I'm going to go back and listen to all of that music right now, you know, because I, I, I'm sitting here watching them. I want to pay tribute to them myself, but yeah, those, those I, you know, always have a hard time with those. Yeah. Um, that was a sad note to end on. So I'll just make one more note, which was, uh, <laughs> it was great to see Smokey Robinson and Stevie Wonder yeah. perform. You know, those Stevie's are, still got it. Man. Those are living legends. You know, Stevie, he's actually in better shape now than the last time I saw, I saw him live about, Gosh, now it's been probably like seven years, but um, okay, yeah, he looks like he's in really good shape, and he was getting a little heavy the la- the last time that I saw him. So it was great to see him, and man, Smokey is like timeless. Like this dude looks the same. Oh like, yeah, for the last thirty years. Uh, well, so that was fun. To that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of the darker skin for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, thank you for hanging out with us, even though we went Grammys on you for the last ten minutes of this show. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so we'll be back next week uh, on. I think it's 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 either going to be Thursday or Friday. Uh, Brian and I will be back for the death lineup, and we're going to try and bring on our buddy Ben Cruz from the Ringer to talk about what the Warriors do or do not do at the deadline and, and all the teams around the, uh, the trade deadline. And then on Sunday after the Super Bowl, Roderick and I are going to come back. It's not like we have a 49ers game to recap, unfortunately, but uh, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. We'll talk about some of the stuff that came out uh, in the, like the end of the season press conference with uh, Kyle Shanahan just getting testy with people man. <laughs> he was getting he was like are you I sure you want to talk about this clips. are you Eesh. sure you want to talk about these injured quarterbacks and blaming it on me let me tell you something so oh yeah Roderick and i'll be back sunday after the super bowl so uh, a couple more shows this week and uh, then brad and i will be back on monday so for brad i'm double g thanks also to bry for coming in, in the first segment to talk about the fan fest see you when we see you peace out. Peace. This is BJ Kissel from KC Sports Network. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as our shows, are a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. It's something we've actually done locally with our network in Kansas City as well. We're all stronger together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised more than $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be a part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information, go to WeFunder.com slash BlueWire. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.